Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Makers and Mystics Season 3 bonus episode. I'm sitting here with my good friend Chris Miller from Maker Coffee. We're chilling out in the roastery at A Place for the Heart where Chris makes the magic happen. Matter of fact, we're just uh, drinking some of his incredible Ethiopian espresso right now that he just poured for me. So I'm excited. I know this is this what is one of- What do you think of that espresso? This is actually one of my favorite espressos that you've ever made me. Yes. And I am fortunate to say that you've made me many espressos <laughs> throughout our time of journeying together, but this one's amazing. So glad you like it. No, I'm loving this one. I want to take some of this home with me, but um, I'm super excited to have Chris with me. And, and a little bit later on the show, he's going to be telling us about Maker Coffee and just some exciting things they've got going on. But before we get to that, I wanted to just take a minute and thank everyone who is supporting the production of these podcasts through your generosity. And to everyone who's left reviews on iTunes about the podcast, I think the last time I looked a few days ago, we had about 52 reviews and they were all five stars, super encouraging words on how these discussions are influencing your work and challenging your thinking about faith and art. And so I just wanted to thank you for listening and giving us your feedback. Uh, definitely don't take that for granted. And I know there are a million podcasts you could choose to listen to. And you know, you've chosen to take this journey with me. So thanks so much for that. It's my goal to treat the production of these podcasts the same way that I treat my songwriting or my poetry. These are a work of art for me. And I figure you can't have a podcast on creativity and not make it a creative endeavor. And so thank you for your support and contributing your voice to this movement and making these discussions happen. Love it. Well, Chris, it's amazing to have you on the show with me and I'm, I'm excited to talk with you. And uh, why don't you tell us some about how you got into coffee making and how this whole thing came about here at the farm? Oh, it's quite a story. I actually got into making coffee the wrong way first. Mm. Um, I, I'm from North Carolina, but I moved out to Oregon when I was about 18 years old, musician, yep. working in coffee shops, you know the gig. And um, I worked in some pretty bad coffee shops Wow. for a couple years. So, yeah. like, thankful for the job. It was a great yeah. venue to have little shows, but I got a really great education in making really <laughs> bad coffee. Yeah. Uh, and I would try. I would like, no matter what I would do, I would put my whole heart and soul into making a good cup of coffee, but there was this common denominator that I just couldn't get around, and that common denominator was the way the beans were roasted. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after a couple years of working in coffee, I didn't drink coffee, mm -hmm. I drank tea. Mm. But I discovered this really great little coffee shop on the east side, I'd get off of work, 10 hour shift, hop on my bike, head up to the east side of Portland, and I'd, uh, grab a good book and I'd sit down at Stumptown oh, yeah. and have a little espresso or an Americano or whatever they had on drip that day. And that is how I started drinking coffee. And I said, there's something very different about this coffee yeah. and the coffee I make at the shop I work at. So after a couple years of living in the Northwest, I heard about this crazy place out in North Carolina in this little school called the 18 inch journey. Mm -hmm. And I had to figure out what that was about. So I actually came out here in 2011, okay. did the 18 inch journey school here at a place for the heart. Yeah. And it radically changed my life. Mm -hmm. I actually ended up relocating to North Carolina to do an internship here. Yeah. And uh, a couple of years into doing my internship, 
I was given an incredible gift. Mm. Um, I got a phone call. There was this coffee shop that was closing up in Williamsburg, Virginia, and they had all this great gear. Mm. And uh, I got a phone call from my dad, who goes to church up there, and he said, um, "How are you making? How are you making coffee these days?" And I proceeded to tell him about pour overs and aero presses and French presses. And he's like, no, but I mean, how are you making coffee? <laughs> like if you have a lot of people. And uh, I said, well, you know, we've got one of those big batch brewers that you can brew like a gallon at a time. It doesn't taste as good. Uh-huh. But he said, but what if you want to like take the beans? And I said, are you talking about coffee roasting? <laughs> Within a couple of months, I had a six foot tall coffee roaster that was being delivered (laughs) and donated to the ministry I worked for. And I knew a lot about coffee and nothing about roasting coffee. Mm -hmm. I spent the better part of the next year and a half researching, learning, and essentially an entire year devoted to just practicing. Yeah. But as somebody who is a musician also, I think that roasting coffee and making coffee involves a lot of listening. Yeah. Um, every time I turned on the machine, I approached it with this posture of listening mm-hmm. because coffee goes through like this crazy state change from being the seed of a cherry that's harvested, and mm-hmm. usually picked by hand, dried on raised beds, shipped across the world in barges and in shipping containers. And then it comes to me and it's these beautiful, dense green seeds that I need to do something with. Yeah. And when you put those seeds in a coffee roaster and you open up that hopper and you pour them into the drum and you turn on the flame and you get the air moving, things are happening really fast. And it's such a beautiful process because you use all your senses. You, you're using your ears, you're using your eyes, your nose. And I love listening. Mm-hmm. So the process of roasting has been a lot like that. That's amazing, man. So when people say that, that there's an art to roasting coffee to, you know, some people turn their nose up at it and they're like, oh, you guys are just coffee snobs or whatever. Well, but there's a genuine art to, to making coffee, huh? I I think so. I think roasting coffee is both an art and a science. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about roasting coffee is there's, there's no way I can make the coffee better through roasting. Yeah. Everything that makes that coffee great has already happened when it grew on the tree, when it was picked. Mm -hmm. All I'm doing is highlighting what has already happened. Mm -hmm. So it's my job as a listener, as a roaster, and as a maker to actually do my very best job of listening to what's happening. Yeah. And then the process of making it, once it's been roasted, there's just so much space. Yeah. Like my heart is to roast coffee so intentionally that when you go to make a cup, whether it's a coffee pot or a French press or you're making it with a sock. It's gonna taste good, <laughs> yeah. and it's gonna taste how you like it. That's awesome. So you started basically from scratch. People donated some equipment to you. You didn't even have a space. You built the space to house it, and now you guys ship subscriptions to Maker Coffee all over the world. Is that right? Yeah. The process of receiving the roaster and getting everything set up was about a whole year. Yeah. Then there was another year where we just dedicated time, energy, and resources into falling in love with the craft. Yeah. I read anything I could get my hands on and I went into local coffee shops, I asked questions. And so I spent the entirety of that year, several times a week, just practicing, getting mm-hmm. coffee from different countries, Yeah. pouring it into the hopper and just 
yeah. listening. Um, we launched Maker Coffee in 2015, and we just celebrated our two-year birthday this year. That's awesome. And it's been amazing because yeah. we don't have a coffee shop. Yeah. Um, we run this like we run all of our other handmade goods, mm-hmm. and we have a little online shop. People purchase bags all over the world. Some people get it delivered to their mailbox every week, which is pretty cool. And ultimately, like our goal with Maker Coffee from the beginning was to roast the coffee excellently in such a way that no matter where it was going, whether down the street in North Carolina, a small island in the Pacific, or Australia, yeah, anyone receiving that bag of coffee would be empowered to make a great cup of coffee the way they like it. I've been on both sides of the counter. Yeah, You can work so hard with all the variables, but if the process wasn't stewarded with care and you get coffee that hasn't been roasted well, there's yeah. not a lot that you yeah. can do. We can't sit here and just talk about this amazing coffee without inviting our friends into this experience with us in That's some way. Right. You know, it, it would just be unfair. And so Chris and I have comprised several ways for you guys to connect with both Makers and Mystics podcast and with Maker Coffee. And if you join our online community at patreon.com forward slash Makers and Mystics, between now and December 31st, we're going to send you a holiday sampler of Maker Coffee. And we'll ship you a canister of freshly roasted Maker Coffee in this special holiday canister that I'm looking at now. Um, Why don't you tell the guys about this blend of coffee that they'll be getting? So we actually took three of our absolute favorite coffees. There's a sun-dried Ethiopian, there's this beautiful washed Colombian coffee from a micro lot, and also a little bit of some delicious chocolatey Guatemalan. Mm. And we did a nice light medium roast. Um, We've got notes of cocoa, sweet cream, clementine. It's really good. It's good as espresso, it's good as drip coffee. It's kind of hard to not make it delicious. And so, when you guys join the online community at Patreon, we're gonna ship you out one of these canisters. And so I just encourage you to do that. It's patreon.com forward slash makers and mystics. Also, I wanted to mention as well that Maker Coffee is gonna be setting up shop at the next The Breath and the Clay Gathering, March 22nd through the 25th of 2018. And so if you haven't gotten your tickets for that yet, you still have until December 31st to get the discounted registration. And so, yeah, when you come to the Breath and the Clay, Chris will be there throwing some shots and and making some pour overs. In fact, one of the tiers for our patrons includes discounted registration uh, to the Breath and the Clay event. So if you partner with us now, you could get free maker coffee and you'll get discounted registration off of an early bird discounted ticket. What a deal. And you get to come and meet Chris personally and get a legit craft coffee made for you while listening to Jason Upton or the Cageless Birds, John Mark McMillan, whoever's doing their thing at that time. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, right, you know? Love it. Well, Chris, thank you for joining us on Makers and Mystics, and thank you for partnering with us and partnering with The Breath and the Clay. Thanks, Stephen. This has been awesome. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. Don't forget to go to patreon.com forward slash makersandmystics. I hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas, and we'll see you again soon.